Joining me now on the Lakeshore Records podcast is a composer whose music I have been absolutely obsessed with recently. I am, of course, talking about Emil Mosseri, who composed the amazing Last Black Man in San Francisco. So, Emil, thank you for taking the time. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am Thanks for being, having me. Well, no, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be doing this for Lakeshore Records. It's always fun when I get to when I get to chat to composers. But it's, it's you know, when I listen to a record and it kind of resonates with me, when I get to speak to the composer and kind of pick their brains a little bit, it's uh, it's always like an extra treat. Great, great. Yeah. So thanks so much for, for having me. Excellent. Okay, so I mean, kicking off probably the, the the best place to start is how did you become involved in scoring uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco? I uh, I met Joe um, shortly after I had moved to Los Angeles from New York. Um, I'd been uh, I'd moved out here. I'd been working on a show for Terrence Nance called uh, Random Max of Flyness, and uh, Terrence uh, Joe was a fan of the show, and uh, I. I met an agent through mutual friends and uh, he introduced me, he set up a meeting with Joe and I demoed out uh, music for the first scene in the film and Joe had liked it and then we just sort of hit the ground running from there and it was, uh, we were off to the races. Awesome, awesome. So you were, the, the film had already been shot so you ended up composing to uh, film or were you, were you, was the film kind of in its early stages at that time? The film had been shot. There was an early edit. It was uh, it was longer. It was an early version of the first version that I saw. So I was composing, you know, music to. Um, at, at first, I was sort of just writing a bunch of music that was in the spirit of the film, hmm. and then um, seeing what resonated with Joe. And then we. I, then I started shortly after that scoring the picture, and uh, you know, we got into the weeds, you know, scene by scene, and, and built the score from the inside out very cool very very cool and how was the 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 composing process did you was it kind of a collaborative process between yourself and the director it was uh it was very very collaborative joe is, is uh has a great is an incredible ear musically and uh had a, a strong vision for for certain things that he wanted in the film and in mm. the score i know that he he wanted to to have big, grandiose music, orchestral music. He also has a, uh, he he took a sort of bold choice musically in the sense that he, uh, it was important for him to have a score that that, that stood outside of the film as as, as uh, its own work, as a record, as its, its classical music, and also something that, that felt melodic and um, regal and big in all these ways that, that is sort of unusual for an independent film, you know. Right, right. A lot of a lot of um, independent films have have uh, don't have such uh, scores where they're so uh, such a, a big character in the film, you know. So yeah, I think that was a testament to his his choice and his. Uh, and it was a risky, bold move on his part, but it paid off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I like to think so. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, 
listening to the score now, my, my entry into film music as a fan came from uh, musicals with my grandmother. And the first time I sat down and really listened to uh, Last Black Man, it conjured up images or in my head kind of, and this is probably going to sound completely weird and off base, but I was thinking of the, the great Caruso, Mario Lanza, and mm. the big kind of the epic, the grandiose, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of that is missing from film music in the you know in today's uh age and and listening to last black man it just brought back all these wonderful memories of growing up with these big lavish productions wow well thanks so much for saying that yeah that's 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 uh that that's always great to hear that it's coming across that way um you know it's definitely by design and and we like we like to and i always thought of the last black man the film as a as a modern day epic hmm and um, we wanted the film, the, the score, to rise to that. And, you know, we wanted it to feel like a classic. There was a lot of talk about about making it feel like Jimmy's journey in the film, being this this sort of uh, having this sort of regal element in the sense that he was this deposed prince that was banished from his family throne right. was to the outskirts of the city. He came back to re- reclaim the throne. So. Um, we wanted the music to reflect that. Yeah, it does. It does so much. So it does that, and it do, it does so much more as well. It's 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 a truly truly wonderful wonderful listen. I I can't wait for the uh, the vinyl version to uh, to arrive. Uh, I'm a oh wow, player. yeah, <laughs> me as well. I can't wait to I can't wait to hold it in my hand. I'm the yeah. vinyl guy as well. Excellent, excellent. So if we can just go back, we'll, we'll come back to Last Black Man. But I mean, you yourself as a, as a film composer, what was kind of your entry? uh into composition um i had studied uh i'd studied film scoring in school at uh in boston at berkeley college of music uh when i was younger i kind of fell in love with it as a teenager Hmm. uh first with edward scissorhands and elfman's score for that that sort of that sort of you know blew me away and i uh i became aware of it as a medium at that point and then I studied it in school and then I left school and had been playing and tour- touring with bands and making records for my 20s, and, um, I, which I still do. And then I moved out to Los Angeles from New York and uh, things started to pick up. I started to, to pick up scoring again more seriously. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, but they all kind of bleed into each other. And writing, mm. playing in a band, writing, writing music is writing music. And I think that. It's fun to, to 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 bounce back and forth between different mediums, you know, sure. between film and making records. Is your approach the? It may sound kind of silly, but it, your approach to songwriting, you know, as a band member and as a composer, is it the same approach, or are you doing things differently? Um, it's uh, yes and no. There, I'm definitely doing things differently. The biggest difference is that for you know, for a film, I'm. First and foremost, trying to serve the director's vision and mm-hmm. to serve the director's film and, and elevate something that already exists. Um, and if I can do that while at the same time making a making a record that that people can listen to outside of the film, and that's that's a that's a win, that's a, a bonus. But um, I think you know, in that sense, it's it's different, but. In the collaborative sense, it's very similar because in my band, I I'm collaborating with other songwriters. Right. And, 
other musicians and 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 the film world i'm collaborating with the director and so it's you know either way it's you're bouncing ideas off each other and trying to to elevate this thing and carry this this thing and, and keep what's special about it as you pass it from hand to hand, to hand. right That's right exciting challenge yeah yeah and you 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 mentioned an interesting point as well is uh, listening to something away when when a film score becomes something different outside of the film and listening to last black man i actually had a conversation with brian at lakeshore about this and i said you know listening to this record to me it's a concept album and that's how it came came across. So is that something that you were kind of, you maybe had an idea of when you were working on it? Um, that's something that we'd sort of found um, in the process. We didn't, you know, we'd, we'd uh, built the sequence of the record in, in four movements, um, like a, like a, like a classical record would be hmm. in the sense that, you know, the first, Movements is the depo- the movement is the deposed prince and it's Jimmy's themes of being um you know there's a theme called King Jimmy where he's it's basically his soundtrack for his theme for him and and his relationship to the house and you know each we just sort of built the sequence of each side of the record on the vinyl as as its own movement where side B is is reclaiming the family throne and it's and then uh, the seaside is sort of like first imagining the kingdom. It's like demos and sort of bastards mm. and things that were that were composed for the film but didn't end up in the film in that exact form. And then the D side, the, the fourth side of the record, is is a story that a backstory that Jimmy wrote about how he met Mont's character that I had scored. So you know that in that sense, it's a concept record or that it's. It's the sequence and the and the um, the architecture of the of the record was was thought out in that way. Mm. But the music the music was 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 written initially just in the spirit of the film, and then scored the picture, and then from there we kind of adapted it as an album. Well, that's I mean that's fantastic to to have the to have the the kind of the clay there to mold it into what it's become is I mean that's superb. I mean you, it's not often. You listen to a film score now, and you can listen to it as this is a total concept album. There are, you know, there are part one, part two, part three, and part four. So I'm blown away. Like I said, I, I cannot wait to spin this thing. Oh, awesome! Well, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks so much. So when you're, like you said earlier, there was a, a collaborative process between yourself and the director. Did you kind of? did you bring any influences, or have any influences, or maybe there was something you were listening to to? you know, kind of get you in the right frame of mind or get you in the kind of mood for scoring Last Black Man? Um, nothing nothing in particular. You know, I think in the early stages of the project, Joe and I would listen, listen to music together. We'd hmm. He'd come over to my house and we would we would just listen to tunes and he'd play me things that, that he loved. I'd play him things that I loved. And some of it was classical music. Some of it was, was, was like 60s psych bands. Some of it were... Or film scores, you know, we we found that we both shared a love for early Randy Newman records, mm. and that was sort of a one sort of uh, overlap that we that we'd explored in the sense that you know there was some of the score is very song based and lyrical, and and yeah. um, and some of it is more um, classical or, or or falls in more of the film music category um, or like classic film music. So I think that. 
you know, there was there was all kinds of music that there were all kinds of music that 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 Joe and I both loved, and you listen to that music and you hope, in the hopes that it seeps in somehow into the into the product, but there wasn't there weren't any specific composers that we were trying to emulate or no. or 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 even just just um, wasn't inspired by to know where your director's coming from and his taste and what right. you know what what taste what taste of music you guys share because then it's it can still come from me but I know that it's gonna yeah I know it's gonna resonate with him yeah yeah no, I mean it's it's a, a it must be great to work in that kind of environment I mean and because you are a multi instrumentalist and you've been playing music for a long time your approach to creating this are you kind of a you you have a melody in your head and you'll pick up a guitar or you'll go and sit at a piano like you what is your kind of approach to creation knowing that you're creating you know x amount of music for a film uh well at first you just uh you, you either read a script or watch an early cut of a film and then and then you start writing music in the spirit of that film and writing music that that feels um connected uh spiritually or connected um, in tone to the film, and then you have certain scenes in mind that you think, "Oh, this could work for that scene." And I like to write a lot of music at once. Once I get immersed in the film, and and, mm. and while the story is fresh and, and and resonating with me, and then um, and then you know, then I you try experiment with watching different scenes and hearing different different melodies or different pieces of music against them and seeing how it lands and then that's that's a really fun part of the process because you there's so much discovery you know there that i mean there was one day with joe where uh, i went over to sunset gower studios and, and joe and i were there for 12 hours um over the weekend just playing different melodies some of some of which were written for one scene but mm. playing it over a different scene and just we were like going fishing it was right. like you know we were and uh, we—that was a big day for us because we sort of—I felt like that was the day that we cracked the the, the score. Right. We got over the hump where we felt like, oh wow, like uh, we, there was all these happy accidents and all these <laughs> un- magical things that that we didn't expect. We discovered, and then it's then then you go back to the, you know, you go back to the grindstone and you and you hone it in and you and you fine tune it. And, hmm. um, but yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Are you, do you mainly like piano to start with or cause the, the score is, is piano very heavy, but you know, yeah, yeah. Mostly piano. Yeah. Mostly piano. Um, you know, as a, as a composing tool, mm. um, for this and then, and then orchestrating it, um, with samples, with string samples, right, and right. brass samples. And another big instrument in the score was, uh, the oboe, um, and the English horn, both played by um, Theodosia Rousseau, this incredible, incredible musician that that uh, I had worked with early on in the scoring. Mm. You know, I, that was an integral part. Very cool, excellent, excellent. You mentioned it briefly before that you you are a vinyl fan. You're a vinyl guy. So, what, oh, yeah. what, what does it feel like having this, knowing that you, you know it's getting this? awesome vinyl package ah, i can't wait it can't happen soon enough you know? <laughs> um i know the 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 package is um the packaging is i'm really very excited about it, and the artwork i'm very excited about it's um adam newport barra the our incredible cinematographer 
um, provided all these incredible unused um, photographs mm. um, from from the film that that you know are going to be featured on the on the vinyl and um, yeah, I can't wait to hold it in my hands and play it in my house and just just I don't know just there's something very irreplaceably tangible and 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 unexplainably satisfying you know inexplicably satisfying about holding a record in your hand and when an album is usually experienced now as a list of songs on a screen you know it's mm. There's nothing like the real thing. It's true. It's really true. And and being so enamored with the score already, listening to it digitally, I, I cannot wait to kind of just sit in my record room and, you know, have the blinds drawn, close my eyes and just be transported. Because, you know, I, I love film music. Film music is a huge passion of mine. But being able to listen to an album away from the screen and have it become this separate thing, is it's such a fun thing to do. Very cool. That makes me happy. Yeah, you're making my day there um, <laughs> that, with that scenario. Yeah, I I, uh, I hope that people experience it that way. You know, it's interesting with film music. Like it's you can the you know it's obviously a cinematic piece of music, so that you can listen to it outside of the film, and it's great. But you also I like to listen to scores too, to sometimes to just sort of wallow in the mm. film. Yeah. You know? yeah, wallow in the mood of the film. It's like um, I don't know. You can listen to records more times than you can you you can watch films. I always, you know, I, it's I always thought that music kind of landed halfway in between mm. stand up comedy and film in that regard. In the sense that, like you know, when you it's harder to watch to hear the same joke over and over and over mm. again and have it have the same punch. And film is the same. Film lands kind of in between those two things where you can watch a film multiple times um depending on the film but music is it's a way that you can kind of keep the party going after watching a film yeah. but but it's not as taxing as watching a film yeah. over and over and yeah. over again that's such a fascinating way of looking at it and i'm totally stealing that from now on i will be using, oh yeah using, go for it i will be using it's this in uh, future interviews because that is a fantastic <laughs> way of playing it really is so uh rounding out things now i mean the the film uh, has been out a little while now in the u.s have you managed to see the film with an audience i have yes a few times yeah I, I, i'd seen it at sundance and i'd seen it in um at uh, a few screenings in in San Francisco and Oakland, and a few in LA, and um, with Jim and and with uh, Jimmy and Joe and mm. everybody, and um, yeah, it's it's an incredible experience watching it, you know, to a live audience, especially the 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 San Francisco premiere, yeah. at the Castro Theater. That yeah. was a legendary night. Yeah, I can imagine. I you can know, imagine. yeah, because so many people that that worked on the film were there, and also so many people that. Had, were early supporters of the film and it was their city. It was their story mm. for a lot of them. And it was, um, you know, that the film played on a whole other level there just because there's so many references to, to the lost San Francisco. Right. And, right. Um, 
that was a really special special night that's very cool that is very very cool so last black man um is out now digitally you can you can pick this up we're all digital goods are sold but the vinyl is coming very very soon by the time you hear this uh you'll be able to pick up a copy of the vinyl or at least pre-order it but what's actually coming up for you next um next i am i recently finished scoring a film for miranda july that i'm very excited about and then i also uh am making a record with a group called human love that i'm very excited about that should be um surfacing um later in the year and um yeah, just staying busy, just writing music and and playing music and, and trying to work with great other great artists and taking it day by day. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. You you have a, a lifelong fan in me now, so I will be keeping uh, keeping up with what you've got coming next. Great. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me again. It was great talking to you. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Emil. No problem. Take care.